Hello and welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate and elaborate on our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Ray Bell. And today's guest was Zach Rowland. We talked about Star Wars. And it was very enlightening because Amanda and I did not know as much about Star Wars as we thought we did, whereas Zach knew quite a bit. We think you will truly enjoy this episode. Definitely got schooled. If you'd like to reach us, you can email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on the social medias at Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Um, But more importantly, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're listening, and I know you do because I I check the stats on our SoundCloud every day. We're watching you. Every day. I see them. I see them go up. (laughs) There's not a lot of you, but there are some of you. And I know that not all of you have left a review on iTunes. If you could do that, that would be really wonderful. That'd be like just cherry on my summer day. That would just be wonderful. And remember... We're always watching. We are always watching stats. <laughs> I know generally what cities and townships you live in. Um, so I don't know if that's threatening to you. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Just please leave a, 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 a just please just leave a review on iTunes because then it lets me know that I'm not just speaking out into the ether. Hooray! Thanks for listening. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com. You like podcasts with themes and purpose? Love them. Me neither. Oh. That's why we created the Potato Potato Podcast. You mean Potato Potato. Sure. Great. Then check out our show. Every week we have a special guest from the world of improv and entertainment. We promise we won't stay on topic. And with some help from the human bag of garbage intern Rich. We're best friends. Nope. Nope. And the voice of reason Sam. You're doing this ad wrong. We make a show that somehow makes sense. We've been told this show's like hanging out with your best friends, but let's be honest, your best friends are kind of jerks. Yeah. So check us out every Wednesday on the Nerdist School Network. Sure, sure. Hello? Oh. And then yeah. you can control mm. your volume is, I think, this number two. So if you personally, it won't adjust the recording at all, but if you want to make it louder or lower, you can do that. Okay. Um, right. you, can, you can do that. Yeah. Nice. Louder, Which one am I, Jackie? Am I three? I believe you're three, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're playing a game where we take turns. It's <laughs> like, which one? Yeah. And I'm going to go this high. Nice. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. This is the sound that I want to hear my this voice is, going at. I want. This my is voice it. going at at. <laughs> at, at. at or you know at at depending on who you talk to what a wonderful segue yeah. this would then officially make the amount of banter at the beginning of the podcast the lowest that it's ever been oh do you want to yeah. do that do you want to take that on i like it okay yeah, yeah. i think we have a lot to talk about very focused enough so yeah. welcome to the podcast zach thank you way to go thanks welcome i made it cut through Da-da-da. the bullshit banter yeah like, nope <laughs> i don't need to get comfortable i'm here to do one thing and one thing only i have and a that's... mission and let's talk about my guilty pleasure what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, Star Wars. Great movies. Yay. Oh yeah. What Hooray. a what a world. What a what a wonderful wonderful world that the Star Wars is. So when I asked you um what your guilty pleasure was when I was asking you if you wanted to be a guest on this podcast, why was Star Wars the first thing that came to mind? Well, it's um it's the thing I think that comes up the most when I talk to people. Like they, that's what they know most about me. Like I will have people seek me out and be like, "What did you think about the new Star Wars film? Oh, what do you cool. know about the new Star Wars film?" I get deep. 
Like I, yeah. I like I love it, but then I also I've gotten so deep now that um, you know I, I do consider myself one of those people that's very knowledgeable about not only the world of Star Wars but the production of Star Wars, like the things that have gone on to, into the making of Star Wars. So you and there's so much because there's they're building this entire world mm-hmm. and there's I feel like there's this whole culture of like. Um, the spacecraft and the actual like animatronics that have gone into it. Yeah. And it's like such a, it's like a whole other level of, of nerdum. That's yeah. totally awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, cause Lucasfilm was one of the people that helped to create digital effects, which was like, you know, back in the the seventies was like almost unheard of, you know, people were starting to do things with computers and whatnot, but um, what they were able to accomplish sort of like helped to lead the way into what we see as a lot of CGI effects and practical effects and things like that now, which I think was so fascinating, especially how close we are to where it kind of went down in Van Nuys, where they where their headquarters used to be. Oh, back really? Seventies, yeah. Oh, fun! I live right near Van Nuys, yeah. so I'm near all the magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is George Lucas from California? Actually, that's a good point. I don't. No, I th- I want to say yes, but I don't think so. Like I know he went to USC. Oh, okay. So I assume he's from California, but uh, I couldn't tell you his birth location because it's not just about Lucas. Like he may be the all father, but I think like we as fans have created such a larger dynamic for what it is that it's like it's like great that he exists and has because uh, he made it, you know. But at the same time, it's like. He's not the most important thing happening in Star Wars right now anymore, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. So it's like, I don't know much about what he's doing even. Like, he's just kind of being a billionaire, I suppose. I guess. I'm, I can't even imagine how much money he has. I can't even imagine. Stupid. There's a ranch, right? Yeah, so yeah Skywalker Ranch. If, if an alien came down onto this planet and landed <laughs> in the Nerdist <laughs> School podcast recording booth, mm-hmm. and they said, I don't know what Star Wars is. What is Star Wars? How would you define it in that capacity oh to to an alien i mean i don't know if you could because you would have to at least speak their language um you have to he has he has no, a voice changing um, thing they they it's, learned english they heard basic. about this yeah. they heard about the movie and they seeked you out like many right, people right, have right. previously right. or or if they don't know english then we conveniently have someone in this room who studied language in college and can very easily quickly translate sure. that we just sure. have amy adams we just have amy adams oh, we have beautiful. you know and she yeah. draws pictures and all that stuff so we've got amy she's yeah. on the fourth chair thanks. so thanks yeah. amy thanks um, thanks girl it, i think it, it what it is it's a, it's a it's a space opera and I, and like that's the thing that i think uh, kind of keeps it going is that it's this great odyssey of stories mm-hmm. that is based around one particular family the skywalkers through generations and i think it's like a really cool thing to think about too in terms of story when we talk about generations because of like our heritage and the fact that sometimes we don't really look back to the past at where we came from or what has led us to where we are now uh, just by who we are as people. And so I think that um, like Star Wars is that is that saga, that opera. Like it has so many great elements to it that give it um, power behind story mm-hmm. you know like uh like you, you it emotes a feeling from you every time you watch it and it may not be the same feeling each time uh it may be the same feeling each time but no matter what it's like oh yeah yeah it's a true tragedy it's a true tragedy like you watch this story unfold and you're just watching like these you know especially darth vader i feel like it really starts off like being his his legacy of like starting with him and then going into 
this tragic hero mm-hmm. and how it affects his family and the legacy that he leaves behind. And now, I mean, they're going like way further yeah. into like the world, but it, it starts out of that just like beautifully done, almost Shakespearean plot line, mm-hmm. which well, I think you, is so awesome. Well, yeah. when you say starts out, do you, are you talking about the very first movie that was released or number one? Um, in, the I'm, stru- in the in six. When good I'm, question. It, that is a great question. I'm, I, because, and I, you could probably elaborate on this more, but they started with episode four, mm-hmm. A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And that, though, we see like Luke and we and we hear his story first. It's the person who has set all of this in motion is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And because they made it as a standalone movie, it's kind of that beginning, middle and end. It could kind of live on its own. Um, but it's, I think it's, you know, it's it's really starts off. I mean, I have a whole thing. We can totally get into have like you seen how, the movies. I've seen all. Yeah, I've seen all of them. Yeah. I've seen all of them. Um, and I actually kind of was. I was into it like when they re-released them. Yeah. is when I got into it, the, and I went to the, the movie theater and the, everything. The I had re-releases posters. with the digitally remastered CGI that was added. I don't think so. Because there's a whole there's a whole level where like back in the 90s before the prequels, Lucas released re released the the same films again, but he put CGI in them mm-hmm. and like and then he changed some things around. So there's like multiple cuts. Oh, and really? it's just yeah, there's like a oh. whole bunch of different editions that you can try to seek out. And I know that like I because I watched after we watched Rogue One, the next day we watched A New Hope. So good was. My, I cried the mm-hmm. first like 10 minutes. I literally sat there and cried because all of a sudden it had so much more urgency and it meant so much more mm-hmm. to get these these plans, to, you know, to Princess Leia. It just meant so much more. Yeah. Um, but I and, and you can kind of just tell him you're just like, oh, there's an animal right there that obviously does not fit in the world right now. Oh yeah. Like the CGI. And yeah. I don't know if when I saw them in the movie theater in in the 90s, I don't know if those were the, I don't remember specifically no. being like nope. No. I'm confused. What animal are we talking about? It's the uh oh my gosh, why am I blanking on that? I should know the name of this animal. Um, it's like a big I just heard it the other elephant day. Elephant looking thing. Uh, At the beginning of a new hope? Yes, they they're it's the like sand they're, in a they're, they're not the sand Creatures, but they're the other like lizard-looking creatures. The ones with the hoods. The stormtroopers. No, those are Jawas. These are like creatures (laughs) that uh, the stormtroopers are actually riding on, Uh, and like again, they were added. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a random background thing. Like when he's like, "These are not the Jedi's you're looking for," whatever he says. Yeah. Um, There's just like a rant. Like it would just be like a CGI'd animal that I guess means it's like an Easter egg. I'm sorry. This is how I interpreted what you had just said. Oh. This I had heard you say that animal doesn't belong there, and my mind immediately went to like, how does Amanda have an innate knowledge of the fauna and different type of species on this planet oh, that she no. thinks it doesn't point. belong there? That's a good point. No, you were referring to the CGI that was like, this is way too advanced for the year that this movie was yeah. released. Yes. So that's where that's, I was going. That's why I had a confused look on my no, face. That's that's okay. no, that's, and where it was. that's what that was. I'm not yeah. that good. I I, was like, I have a cheat you did sheet next re- to yeah. me. I have a cheat sheet to make sure I have all the movies, the years they were made and the order in which I would watch them. I have everything because I knew I was going to be like, which one? So I'm set. No, you're doing good. I mean, yeah, you're doing real good. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying, man. Yeah, because you went basically almost from scene to scene uh, from A New Hope already from like <laughs> what happens 
on the Tanta Four to like what happens next on Tatooine. So yeah, yeah that's pretty good. So I have a Thank question you. about four, five, and six. Were mm-hmm. they called four, five, and six when they were originally released? Like, no. was it called Star Wars Four: A New Hope? Or? No, no. Actually, the first one was did not have a subtitle. The first one was just uh, Star Wars. That was just it. And oh. then when they were like, okay, yeah, we're probably going to make another one, uh, was like, oh, we should give it a subtitle so people don't get confused so we can ha- actually have like separate films. And they were like, well, then we should go back and retitle the first one. And then that's when they came up with A New Hope. But I think in the original one they released it, they still had like the chapter was there, but they didn't. And it was still called A New Hope, but it wasn't subtitled A New Hope until later when Empire Strikes Back. Gotcha. Yeah. How were you? How were you first introduced to it? Like, how old were you? What was that experience for you? Uh, actually, this is interesting because I'm a Return of the Jedi fan, um, and that is number six. It's number six, six. yes. Yeah. And so I was introduced. It was made in, or sorry, it was released in ninety or eighty three, which is the year that I was born, but not the year that I watched it. Yes. Um, my <laughs> very <laughs> advanced been, baby. Very. You been, came right out, and your dad else. was like, "I'm just going to put this right over his bassinet." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of a mobile. <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, X-Wings and TIE Fighters and yeah. Um, So my mother got remarried in 1990 and my stepfather had a bunch of uh, VHS recordings from like HBO and Cinemax and things like that. And one of them uh, had three films on it. One of the films I can't remember, the other one was Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. You guys remember that? I don't, but I, I do love Goldie. Goldie's so great. Yeah. She's a delight. So and I was like, and it's like a it's like a football movie, and I wasn't really into that. But but then after that was Return of the Jedi. So I would always fast forward through both of the other films just so I could get to Return of the Jedi. But I popped it in because I was just going through all of the movies my dad had just to see what was available to watch. And it came up. And of course, like I didn't even question the world. I didn't even question like what had happened beforehand. I didn't even know really that Darth Vader was Luke's father because spoiler I had missed alert, you guys. very much of a spoiler alert. If you haven't figured that out by now, <laughs> you've been living under a rock or a space <laughs> asteroid um, inside of one a giant worm. Um, or you're nice. an alien yeah. who just learned nice. how to translate your language to the sure. English yeah. language and the first thing you listen to is this podcast and you're like, God yeah. damn it, number two on my list was Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like in Return of the Jedi, when Luke is battling Darth Vader, uh, in front of, uh, Emperor Palpatine, like I didn't know anything about any of this stuff, but also like this is sort of when Palpatine really has the most, uh, screen time was in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. So I really like got attached to that character and Darth Vader. I mean, just all of them. And then like also not knowing why Han was frozen in carbonite was like another yeah. thing. That's, but I, that's a like, big surprise. You're like, why is this guy a big ice cube? Yeah, I was like, what's going on? Why is this guy so important? And then, but then like the stuff with the Sarlacc pit on Tatooine, and of course it's all, you know, it looks sort of cheesy just because of the time period when it was made. But I, I just loved it. Like I was really into puppetry at that point. Uh, and of course the Jim Henson style was yeah. a big influence into it. They helped a lot of puppetry with that. And I was just like, this is amazing. And I didn't watch uh, episode four or episode five until way later. Like this was 1990. And then the uh, episode one came out in I think 97. Is that right? Yeah. I think it came out Let's in 2000 see. or like 98 uh, or 99. The episode one came out in 99. 99. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't until, so I'm thinking more like around 97, 98 was when I probably watched episode four, episode five. Because, and then were you just blown away? Because then I was like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. yeah and then I was like, like oh, okay, oh. now I've got everything. All right, cool. And now we're going to go backwards and we're going to see episode one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, okay, which at that point I think was 
when I also was sort of introduced to like what prequels meant to film, mm. you know? And so like, again, being someone who's just really interested in film and filmmaking and I'm from Kansas City, we don't make films in Kansas City, we just watch them. And I always was like, I wanna do that. I wanna learn how to make a film and, and do that kind of stuff. I still sort of haven't yet, but uh, I'm on my way. Um, nice. But yeah, and then, uh, but my little brother uh, was born in 92, so he was just coming to that age where like episode one was perfect for him because episode one was a little scary, mm-hmm. but ultimately pretty family friendly. Yeah, I mean, Jar Jar Binks was there. Yeah. How do you feel about Jar Jar? You know, I don't hate Jar Jar. I think people yeah. really hate him. He's not great. No. Um, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything specifically in episode one that like blows me away, but later on in the Clone Wars, they write him into the animated series, The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and he actually serves as a senator for Naboo for a long time and does some really great diplomatic stuff. And it's very weird because... I love that. I'm like, that. good for him. I'm glad he got his shit together. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, get it, George. Yeah. I always thought it was funny that he wore pants. Of course. See, it's like you're a water creature. Why are you wearing pants? Isn't that heavy? And how do you how do you get around on land so easily? Aren't you uncomfortable? <laughs> it's got to be. It looks hot there. It, yeah, know? humid, hot. I mean, Boss Nass was definitely when he when he shook his jowls and things would emit from it. It was just one of those fun CGI moments, but also you're just like that's gross. I don't yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um so yeah, so uh, when we went to see episode 1, uh, with my brother um, when he was that age. And then it was like, great, we're just moving into this next realm of story, which was really fun. And then knowing already that like, okay, they've kind of l- alluded to the fact that this kid is going to become someone. And I don't think at the time, like everyone was just blown away by the fact that they were like, oh my God, we are, we already know that's Anakin. That's going to become uh, Darth, Darth yeah, Vader because yeah. they mentioned Anakin's name in A New Hope. Um, when they, it's like very subtle, he's dead they now, do? isn't he? Or something. He was killed. Yeah, Darth okay. Vader killed your your father, father, Anakin, and that's like he like Obi Wan is explaining to him these things that have happened that Luke doesn't know about, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's so really cool to see that they like went back and started putting the pieces into place to form this story. Yeah, um, that they've already again kind of like just jumping ship real quick, but like to Rogue One, how yeah. they just took <sighs> a simple story. And put it right before another film, but like took the other pieces that were already existed in existence, not only from the originals, but from the prequels too, mm-hmm. and put them together in the middle. And it's like that's incredible story building. Yeah, it's there is there's there's something really satisfying um, diving into like why someone is the way that they are mm-hmm. or what makes something important. Especially, I feel like Darth Vader when you're watching A New Hope and then uh, you continue on, you're like, why is this dude such a dick? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it about him? Like, I guess he's just pure evil. And then when you get to episode one, two, and three, you're like, oh, yeah. there it is. He goes through He was stuff. so upset that Natalie Portman did such a poor job acting. Oh, and he was just really Natalie. mad about her makeup choices. Uh, he was like, what is that uh, about? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, well, let's talk about episode one, two, and three about like Darth Vader's mm-hmm. um, journey. Because I feel like those movies are kind of, for, they happened, but a lot of people kind of put them aside because sure, sure. they didn't really like them. Yeah. I will say like the the one thing it didn't bother me, but the age of Anakin to Padme, is mm-hmm. that her name? Yep. Was always a little jarring for me. I'm like, you're a little boy. Yeah. And she's a woman. And that always was jarring for me and kind of odd. And then he switched. Yeah. I, I don't know like 
Well, I, she that like, took me out. She was like 16 in the first one, and he was what, like 10 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, she's not as old as she actually in, like, she's only Padme 14. is only supposed to be about 14, 15, and he's only about gotcha. 9, 10. So gotcha. it's, it's not super It's not weird. as bad as it looks because Jake Lloyd was looked so much younger yeah. than Natalie Portman did at that time because Natalie Portman was in her like mid 20s, I think, when she filmed that. Or, you know, yeah. it was so. And she was a well known person. Like, yeah. she was so well known. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think when you're doing characters like this, it's a great way to introduce other actors Mm -hmm. that you don't associate uh, with other movies or know too much about Mm -hmm. because it just kind of allows you to really get immersed in this world. But at the same time, I thought she did a good job. Yeah. I mean, quick side note just on that, that I think that kind of shows how like uh, when The Force Awakens, how uh, unknowns sort of can really show you their shining star power mm-hmm. because we don't really know their body of work because they don't have a body of work. Yeah. And so we're like, wow, what else is this person going to be able to do with this character and then outside of this character as a, an actor or an yeah. actress? So. Yeah. The first three movies were the first ones I saw too. Did you, you hadn't seen, cool. yeah, how were you introduced to it? I think I went to go see them with my dad in theaters, the and very saw, first one. You saw one, two, and three. Yeah, I had no idea there were any prequels before then. I think I went to like high school and I was like 17 and I was like talking to one of my friends and he was like, well, have you seen like A New Hope? And I'm like, wait, what? There's other Star Wars movies? He's like, yeah, they came out in the 80s and they're like, they're actually like, they're, they're after, and then like he explained the whole timeline. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't actually remember when I saw A New Hope, but I remember seeing one, two, and three when I was like 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first one actually I liked. I still kind of like the first one. I do too. It's uh, the second one. and the third ones yeah. that really well, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phantom well, menace. the second one, yeah, uh, st- straight up, the second one is the worst, period. I think yeah. the third is what the is, worst. The second one is Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So the first, so Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace we yep. find Anakin, he's on a planet, he's a slave, his parent, he sees his mother die, right? Yeah. He, well, he's like, now he's a slave? Uh, no, I think he that actually, that doesn't happen until the second one. Gotcha. He, he He is a slave. Um, he, he belongs to this creature, Watto. Uh, who is uh, portrayed as a Jewish character? Just very funny. There's so many stereotypes. Like Israeli Jew. Yeah, there's so many bad stereotypes in the in the prequels that I don't know what George was thinking. But you know, again, that's that's our artistic choices. Um, but uh, but they discover the midi chlorine count in Anakin. Uh, this is Qui Gon Jinn, um, who eventually becomes uh, uh, dead. Um, that's Samuel L. Jackson, right? No, that's um, Liam Neeson. That's Liam Neeson. Oh, Liam Neeson is quite right. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is, um, oh my gosh. Ewan, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. Yep. Yeah. And uh, a young Ewan McGregor. Uh, well, he's sort Fresh of Fresh off the Moulin Rouge. Yes, yes. Fresh <laughs> off the Moulin Rouge. I think. Right. Yeah. It was right Some, around there. It was there. It was right around there. <laughs> it was there. He Nonetheless, was, you know. again, another person that sort of was known um, in that same characteristic that like uh, Natalie Portman was, but like I think just nailed the character. Like oh, he yeah. is Obi, he's the young Obi Wan forever and always. Like he's yeah. so good. I mean Natalie Portman was good as good enough as it was, but like he just really, really was really good at that character. And so they've discovered uh, Anakin, and then um, the pod race happens, and Qui Gon Jinn bets on the pod race that he can uh, take one of them home or un- unfree them from slavery. Unfree them, sorry, free them from slavery. Unfree uh, them. Unfree, unfree them. them. Back it's just into a fancy slavery. way of saying I'm gonna yeah. enslave you. Yeah, 
it's, it's a full circle thing. Um, so then, of course, and then Sebulba is the bad guy pod racer. He's the uh, with the weird like arms. I know people on the podcast can't. I'm doing yeah. the arm motion. He's doing like, T-Rex arms. arms. Yeah. T-Rex arms, but he's but his front arms are really long and his back um, I, ones are really short. I remember and watching so it's that. Like, yeah, and it was so weird because I'm like, here's this nine year old boy mm-hmm. who's like, I can't even drive yet. I'm ten at this point. I'm like, yep. I can't even drive. This nine year old boy is flying a hovering spacecraft against all these aliens. Why is he allowed? Like it was. I remember it yeah. was always so confusing. I'm like. Because I first watched it and I was like, where do humans fit in here? Why is he human? But like there's so many aliens around them. Like mm-hmm. that was confusing to me as a kid, like the different species and stuff. Yeah. I'd also like to note that the population of Tatooine vastly decreased between episode one and episode four. Because if you look at the population of Tatooine in episode one, there are th- thousands or possibly millions of creatures there. By the time we get to Tatooine on episode four, there's nobody Mos Eisley there. is scum and villainy. That is all you have. And that... And and that is all that's allowed to be there. Uh, so I think that's very interesting to note that, like, just over time, because of the Galactic War, most often, I mean, that's like the thing that's been happening since the episode three. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it just has annihilated and taken down so many populations of so many different planets, which is interesting. But, like, that's a sort of like social commentary on the whole situation, which is interesting that they go that route too. Mm. Um, so yeah, but he gets freed from slavery, Anakin does, and goes with them to learn to become a Jedi and leaves his mother there, who is still alive at the gotcha. end of episode one, um, as they go off to save Naboo uh, and Padme's planet as it's being attacked by the Separatists, uh, which is the droid army and the weird looking um, uh, guys with like the Chinese, um, sort of ancient Chinese uh, robes. Um, and they, uh, and of course they win because, uh, Anakin blows up a starship accidentally. Uh, he just happens to, you know, maneuver right into the hangar and then like find the right button that shoots the torpedoes that blows up a space. It's like, it's like all like you catastrophe or happenstance. It's just like, no, oh, this just happened. Like, good job. <laughs> good um, job. Chosen one. <laughs> yeah. Not the best example of writing, maybe, you know? in terms yeah. of earning their thing. Yeah. But but that's interesting. The 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 midichlorians? Midichlorians? midichlorians. The, Ooh. Is that why he was attracted to Anakin because he had a lot of those things around him or something. Uh, that's a that's an interesting point too, I think, because people talk about that as being one of the things wait, they who, don't wait, like. Can I pause? Sure. Who is attracted to Anakin? The uh the The se- Jedi. The Jedi. The Jedi, mm-hmm. the Jedi they okay. They Because they like found they like found him. They found him because of the force. The Force existed before the midichlorians thing existed. It was just the Force, which is something that moves through us and in us and through everything. And it's just a feeling and an energy. And then they tried to, I think Lucas tried to like make sense of it all by creating midichlorians, which are just these little organisms that live inside of people that are Force-sensitive. And so uh, Anakin had the highest count of midichlorians that he had ever seen, so he must have been the most Force-sensitive creature to ever exist, Mm -hmm. which is also interesting because Anakin doesn't have a father. So there is Christianity lore in here in that he was immaculated an immaculate conception since we don't know who his father was. Ooh, interesting. I didn't know that. Then there's a theory that is that Palpatine, being the Darth Sidious at the time and being the number one Sith in charge, he was only the senator of Naboo in episode one, but he was also Darth Sidious. He was the one leading the Separatists in these moves to do the blockade and all this stuff. Um, It's said that he potentially, with Darth Plagueis, who was his uh, mentor, created Anakin 
to bring balance to the force for the dark side. <gasps> it's like this whole deep I just got dark chills. theory. So in them cool. like yeah. getting all that dark energy for them to like do this, there had to be some off put and that came as Jesus Christ, aka Anakin Skywalker. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So also similar to like Jesus this. in that he grew up in a deserted area, but is still yep. very Aryan. Yes. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> the whitest of whites. Um, it's yeah. I mean, he is the I son don't know of about God, so he can do whatever. I don't know about yeah. your Jesus and your Mary, like but in my gonna... church, they're blonde-haired and blue-eyed. That's, <laughs> that's right. That, that's uh, really funny. Yeah, Thank it's you. all the allegory that's introduced into some of these things. I'm like, is really fascinating, but also just like very much American, very much like what we per- perceive as like, oh yeah, that that's that's my that's how I've lived with my life is mm-hmm. like being introduced to the Christianity in this form. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a classic tale. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. I guess the I, I'm a very passive Star Wars fan in that I've watched all the movies, I've seen all the more recent ones, which I think are great um, in theaters. I'm enthusiastic about the series, but I, I'm never like some terms you're throwing out. I'm like, oh, who is that? Like, what's the? I go like by actors' names sure. and by like descriptors and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think with Anakin, for me, I just always assumed he had like a deadbeat dad or something. Yeah. Like, I think I just that's never what I assumed too. Sure. That's kind of what do. you you just kind of fill in the blanks sometimes mm-hmm. when you're when you become. Uh, I don't want to say overstimulated, but when there's so much information, you kind of just fill in the blanks. And I even taught uh, my brother-in-law, I was telling you guys earlier, and I we had a very long conversation yesterday about it. I was like, I just need a refresher. And he kind of like went through all of the movies and being like, and it was just a great refresher. But also you forget so many things that have happened that are so important, but because there's so much content, it kind of falls by the the wayside when you when you're not as uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. you don't know as much. I kind of experienced Star Wars the same way I experienced Game of Thrones, where I actually think for both of those I miss a lot of very nuanced and important things. Mm-hmm. But I overall, I kind of just like lay back and watch like, okay, fine. like you're the good person. You're the bad person. Sure. Like I kind of, I, I'm, it's a very kind of like shallow interpretation on my end where I know that there, for both of those um, fandoms, you can go really, really deep in it. Yeah. I'm so. deep right now in Game of Thrones. I'm almost wrapping up my second viewing of the whole series before the before new season. Before the new one. Oh, we should invite you over. <sighs> we might have a party. I'll invite yeah, you over. It'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's one of my other everyone on the podcast listening is invited. Let's go. Let's go. All, go. Call, all it's called of you. Find me in Los Angeles right. on July sixth, two thousand seventeen. I'll drop a pin. <laughs> July sixteenth. I'll drop. Yeah. <laughs> to the king in the north. I'll drop a pin. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think also just uh, I th- the um, the creatures we were talking about were dewbacks. Dewbacks. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bringing it back. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, my my favorite. Batty, my favorite Sith Lord, who is just the most underrated, but yet the best. Is it the red opinion. one? Yeah, it's Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Darth Maul is yeah. incredible. The guy who played him, which I cannot remember his name, but he's he's a really well-known martial artist. Um, does He's in a lot of films. Is He just did such a great job of with what he was given, which was nothing. <laughs> he, like, Lucas gave him nothing for which, that character. Which film is he in again? Can you he's in the me? first one, the Phantom, in the Phantom Menace, episode one. He's yeah. the guy, the yeah. red guy, red yes. face, with, black face. With the horns. With the horns. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he became my favorite so quickly just one because of I think just the way that he was quiet and just like 
you know, took everything in and was so perceptive. Um, but then too, the fact that he like, he was a really great warrior and, uh, and there, the clan that he comes from is, uh, from this planet that has like, basically there's two clans that live on it, his clan and, uh, this witch clan, the night sisters and the night sisters are force sensitive as well, but in a different way than Jedi's are. And the night sisters sort of helped to orchestrate a lot of sort of behind the scenes stuff that has happened in the Star Wars world that people don't really know about, but like stuff that's, um, for example, like one of the Night Sisters uh, fights Anakin, and that's where he gets his sky or his scar from on his eye in oh. Episode Three. From uh, yes, what do they look like? They're like three witches or something like yeah, that. Yeah, basically very they're kind of the, they look like guys. the Fates. Yes, and very Shakespearean. <laughs> um, they're they're yeah, they look sort of witch like. They're very pale, but they also they have white and they're very tall with long. Was that is that well? Those Star are Wars? the yes, but okay. those are the Camino the, from Camino. They're the ones who okay. help to make the. Um, the clone troopers. Gotcha. But they're, yeah, but they kind of have a similar look, but they're more filled out. I know, again, I'm doing motions with my hands and people can't see that, but they're they're more filled out. Um, they look like they're straight thick. up they're witches. They're thick witches. They're thick witches. Um, yeah. And uh, so they... Uh, <laughs> you know, we have to get every size. We got to represent thin, everybody thick, in the universe, um, okay? Yeah. Because, I mean, then there's Jabba the Hutt, which is just like the grossest, <laughs> giantest creature. How the does, thickest. How does he thickest. play into... Everything is he just like a, he's just a pain in the ass who like pops in and like kind of ruins the flow of them getting sort to... of he's actually a pretty big deal uh, he's much bigger deal than they lead him on to be in in the terms of like the galaxy he's the head of of, of the Hut clan which is essentially the mafia they're the Italian mafia yeah in the whole situation and he runs. Like all of the dark trading that happens, all of the black market stuff that goes down, which is a a lot of where Han Solo lives. And that's what we're going to get in the new Han Solo film essentially is like a lot of that sort of the under underbelly of of the galaxy. Wait, wait, wait. there's a new Han Solo film. It's going to be a standalone. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be breaking news to me. That yeah. is, who's playing young Han Solo? Uh, not Ansel Elgert, but the other guy with a weird name. Why is uh, Ansel Elgert like fine? Like, who is that? It? He's Baby Driver, baby and, driver. Uh, uh, and a Fault in Our Stars guy. Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. Two who's things the guy who's the seen. new It? He plays Pennywise. Oh, uh, um, I want to see that so I can't bad. fucking yeah. wait for that movie. <gasps> I can't. I'm so excited. I can't say his name right, which is why I'm not. It's, it's like, okay, but it's that guy. Shall I yeah. do a phone break? Yeah. Well, it won't be a break. You guys can keep it. Alden Ehrenreich. That's right. Thank you, Thank you Veronica. Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. Because, yeah, it sounds like Ansel Elgort, but it's Alden Ehrenreich. Like, I, I, I can't even say it. It's just so... There, but It's just a an, a, it's just an yeah. A and an E. Yeah. Just an A and an E. Um, Big old mouthful. Yeah. So he will be new Han Solo, and Donald Glover will be... Um, nice. Cool. Yes. Donald yes. Glover. And um, uh, Woody Harrelson, who I also love, uh, is going to be play the mentor of um, Han Solo. Han Solo. Han. That makes sense. Yeah. How do you feel about where Star Wars is headed now that we've kind of finished this story of Darth Vader of like the beginning, middle and end of his life and his family lineage? Mm-hmm. And now we're going into standalone universe of like, yeah. this is Han Solo's story. And where do you think it's going to yeah. be going? Well, uh, we still have a little time with the Skywalkers because, because episode. Uh, well, no, go ahead. We have another one coming yeah. up, right? Isn't Ray isn't a Skywalker? We don't know. Um, it, it is presumed. Um, I, Spoiler! I, uh, I, I'm going to go on with the question, but I will say my theory at the beginning when I first saw The Force Awakens was that Rey is actually um, Leia and Hans because there's, the, there's a theme of twins 
in Star Wars. After the single, which was Anakin, it was the twins, Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. And I feel that like there's going, there's they're they're twins, but they're not twins in the sense of like they're just brother and sister. But that Kylo Ren and Rey are brother and sister, which is why he she seems so familiar to him because you can mind wipe as a Jedi, and I think Luke mind wiped a bunch of people about Rey to try to protect her as being the last Skywalker, but from a solo standpoint, not a Skywalker, not a Luke Skywalker standpoint, because I don't think Luke has ever had a child. Uh, and if he oh. did, I think that Finn is his child. But oh. that would be even crazier because Mara Jade is not... See, in in the extended universe, Luke, Luke hooks up with this woman named Mara Jade, and they have a kid. And it's it's a whole other thing, and they go off. And they and the Solos actually do have a twins, uh, Jane and Jace, J- Jane and JC or something like that. And they go off and fight, and then... Uh, Luke's son becomes a baddie, and then they fight, and when he kills one of them, it's a whole extended universe Holy thing that crap. happens. Is this the animated one? No, this is a, just books. This is just in the books. Wait, there's Star Wars books. books. There's, there's books. So many books. Um, there's so books. That's, that's a Do whole other thing. Do you think they're going to base any of these movies off of those books? Some of the, some of the that has happened. Yeah. Okay. Which is really which is really great. Like Thrawn. There's a Thrawn series. Uh, the he's an admiral in the Empire, and mm-hmm. he won't be in the films, but he's in the in one of the animated shows but they brought him from the extended universe to the animated show because he was such a fan favorite that they had to put him in somehow oh, so wow. he is he is in canon now but not in canon of the films just Jeez. in the canon of the universe so guys so who, complicated i know Jeez, yeah. i had no idea there, i'm no joke i had no idea there were books i've seen every star wars movie more than once and i was like i don't need to do too much research for this episode i got it yeah evidently not who wrote the books because i'm pretty sure it wasn't lucas the, he wrote the first one which i've read um and i'm actually in the middle of reading the empire strikes back right now um, but that's uh, based off of his characters and somebody else is writing them. They have different authors for different books. Oh, interesting. Um, did, yeah. the, did the movie the movies came first and then the books? Or uh, they kind of came simultaneously. Gotcha. The, the, the first one did. You know, like he had the idea for it, and and he wrote out the story as he was also writing the script for it because he wanted gotcha. to have a story to base the script off of. But there's stuff in in the in the book that's a little bit differently nuanced than how it turns out in the film. Even like uh, just what the Thing, in the things they say when you were like um, the you know these aren't the droids they're you're looking, looking for, for or whatever yeah. like he says it a little bit differently and he actually doesn't say it like that in the book it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit different so that's just so subtle differences cool. yeah that's so cool yeah. wow you can really like dive in deep mm-hmm. I didn't even I, I, I feel like maybe I read that there were books but I didn't even think about them mm-hmm. I thought they were I, I remember I have a very specific memory um, I had um, my, my grandfather when I was like a kid I like one time he asked me, like, if I wanted anything, he was going to, he was like, I'm going to bring you back a gift from, like, Pennsylvania or something. Because he went, he, like, went on, or maybe Portugal, I don't know, whatever. He used to travel. And he was like, I'm going to bring you Pennsylvania, back something. Pennsylvania, Portugal, whatever. whatever. He went to both. <laughs> anyway, um, I was like, oh, can you pick up Space Jam? Because Space Jam, it just came out on VHS or something. And I really wanted Space Jam. And then he brought back Star Wars, but an animated VHS. And I was like, not the right one, Opie. <laughs> You're like, not Star the right Wars. one. He was like, oh, I got the space part right, but I, I miss it. And I remember thinking, like, wait, what is this? like animated VHS Star Wars thing like huh like it was like the Clone Wars or something like that Mm -hmm. I don't know and I was like I was just blown away but I was like I just remember my mind was like oh this is too big of a universe I can't (laughs) deal with it how could I ask how would you because I think that there's a multitude of ways of introducing people to the series Mm -hmm. um hold on yeah take a sip of your earbud I got a frog Um, 
A Yoda. I have a Yoda in my throat. <laughs> um, he's adorable. Oh, yeah, right? oh, nice. I talk backwards. It's great. Um, how would you introduce somebody to to the movies? I Or like I, what order in which, what would you suggest them watch? How would they watch it? I am a traditionalist, and I think that starting with four is the way to go just because it was how it was in, it was made. Like mm-hmm. uh, just because it is chronologically like – I was talking to my girlfriend about this last night because she she says start chronologically and I say start traditionally. Oh, I got a I oh man. Yeah. yeah, and I say and so like you know if we have a child or something like that, I would say well, I'm going to sit this ca- kid down and start him at four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, Rogue One, nine. Well, okay. I think after will Han Solo after come out. Awakening? Well, I mean, no. I think the tr- I think what you guys have to do now is is you have to find you have to get yourself some twins. Yep. You can show one of get them. Get yourself a baby. Yeah. Two, two, babies. two babies, two babies. Star Wars twins. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it the 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 your way, and she can do it her way, mm-hmm. and then you guys can see which one of the twins turns out good and which one turns out evil. That's pretty good. Your own so little which one's experiment. A yeah, which a little one's social a experiment. So, yeah. Um, I, I think yeah. that's. I think that it's. It, you can do it anyway. Yeah. You can. Really, you could do it anyway. This is the one that I came up with yesterday for how I'm going to do it if I also give birth to twins. Mm-hmm. But I would just sit them down and do it both at the same time. Probably easier. Yeah, you know, it's just so much. It's so you much. You just don't want to show favoritism. Yeah, or like I don't want them to wanna... feel weird about mm-hmm. it, and then the one it. will get angry, whatever. Um, so I would, I think I would start with Rogue One. Interesting. And then go into Episode Four, because and here's my here's my theory with this. I didn't, when I saw Rogue One, I kept asking everyone. I was like, but where does this play like within the universe of? Like chronologically, where does this mm-hmm. lay? And no, and everyone was like, "Just watch it. Don't worry about it. Just watch it." And I was like, "All right." And then when Rogue One ends, we're going mm-hmm. right to A New Hope. And then I watched New Hope the next day, and to me, it created such a sense of urgency and importance to these to these documents that they like all these people died. Yeah. You know, in the scroll, they're just like, and a bunch of people died. And you're just like, oh, okay. These yeah. are important. But it creates like such a sense of urgency and you care so much more because you cared about those characters. I think it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And then I would do four, five, and then five you find out he's uh Luke's father. You find out Darth Vader's Luke's father. Yep. Go back as an extended flashback to one, <laughs> two, three. So wow. you're like, whoa, this is who he is and why he's this way. Let's go to to uh, yeah. to episode six. From and three. Then from three mm-hmm. to six. So you know like his story and why he's such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And then continue on with the series. To seven. Yeah. That's to interesting. Seven. I like that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I just think like even watching Rogue One, I guess it's just like the most recent one that I've watched. And got me super excited about the whole franchise again. When you when you see Darth Vader for the first time in that Gives at the chills. end of that chills, I was like every time. Oh my god! Because when you watch these, sh- when you watch like him fight in the original three, mm-hmm. he's stiff. It's awkward. It's the seventies. It's, it's just not as advanced. 
And he's like, I know he's supposed to be a badass. And also he's just like choking people, but not mm-hmm. fighting them as often. And he's gotten old too. Yeah, he's I gotten mean, old. That's It's like he's almost 60 at that point. Yeah. Like he's super old. Yeah. But dude, when he like, when they, when he lights up that, that lightsaber and it's like red in that hallway yeah. and he's fighting them, you're like, yeah. oh, I get it. Yeah. I, I get why people fear him. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting because this is what's connected so many people to Rogue One. This specifically, this scene was added. This was not the original ending. Oh, really? This was this was a different ending, and this is what the whole controversy when Gareth Edwards was making the film, and he they he didn't they didn't ask him to step aside. They just finished on everything, and then the the first viewing, they were like, nope. What was the first? What was it? To my knowledge, the first. Ending was that there was a member in the in the in previews when you saw um, the group of uh, rogue uh, the rebels running across the beach. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're like running through the water, and there's like stormtroopers coming at them. Yeah, it never happened in the film, right? Because oh, it's it's, it's her and it's uh, Cassian and yeah. uh, Jin, and they're running without all the whole team across, and they're supposed to meet up in the middle and have a battle. Doesn't happen. So what that was supposed to happen was that they were supposed to end up at that Comlinks Tower, yeah. which is why he asked about the Comlinks Tower because they don't land by the Comlink Tower. They have to get to it. So they get to it. They go up. They send the plans out. They get back down. They get into a ship. They take off all together, still as a team. And then Darth okay. Vader comes in in a Tie Fighter and blows them up. <gasps> That, that was, was the, the original, original ending. One? Wow. Oh, shit. That's the original. That was, to my knowledge, of what yeah. I've heard through speculation and things that people are talking about it. That was the original ending. The and they, they were went like, with was they more. were like, nope, we're gonna give each individual death its own due. Yeah. Which is why you see Baze die on his own. Chirut dies on his own. Cassian and Jin die together because oh. they're sort of in that you know that lo- the lovers lost thing. Like they want to be lovers, but they know they can't. Kind of thing. I um, loved that moment between them because it wasn't like weird. Yeah. They was, didn't make it weird. It he didn't perfect. kiss her or anything yep. like that. Didn't make it weird. Didn't make it awkward. And just like yeah, we're together. Yeah. I thought it was freaking great. Yeah. So they changed, they gave them all their own due. And then they added the Darth Vader sequence at the end that led right up to the next one, which was such a big speculation because when they first announced they were going to make this film, they were like, well, are you going to lead it right up? Are you going to give us a gap or what are you going to do? And Gareth Edwards initially was like, well, we're going to we're going to give you a little bit of a gap just so you can breathe. And and Disney and Lucasfilm were like, no, we're going to butt it right up next to it, which I thought was the smartest thing to do. Me too. So sometimes people bash on like the whole studio thing being like, well, the studio controls this and the studio controls that. And this is the thing right now with the Han Solo film because they just released the directors of the Han Solo film, Miller, oh, Miller and it? Lord. Oh. They directed the Lego movie. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, and so they just released them and now Ron Howard is going to be the director of uh, the new Han Solo film. Oh, wow. And and they were like, well, it was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I always love- picture him narrating whenever I hear his name. And now we go back. Now, like, I just, I can't do a Ron Howard voice, but you know, just like yeah. Han Solo was a. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nice. I love that. Yeah. So what's interesting about that is that George Lucas actually wanted Ron Howard and Steven Spielberg to direct the prequels. He asked them to direct the prequels and they said no. They didn't want to take that away from him, nor did they feel like they could do it the way that they would do Hidden Justice and all that stuff. And it was just too big, too big of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so now I think it's interesting that Ron Howard's coming in to take this on where it's at, especially after the controversy. But people say the studios are too mean or they don't give enough control. 
And it, you know, but it, it's also like, it, it, this is so precious to so many people that you need someone there going, this doesn't feel Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This doesn't look like what we should be doing. Yeah. You know, like have your artistic spin on it, but give it what it is. It has to live within the world. Yeah. It's it has, kind of, still has to be true to it. Yeah. yeah. There's like, it's like, it's like following brand guidelines or something mm-hmm. for a specific type of fandom. You yeah. know, if you, if you do it, if you do it a weird way, it's going to lose it and you're not going to be able to do, I mean, I thought the force awakens and rogue one were both fucking excellent, mm-hmm. like wonderful movies. Um, and they, but they both felt star Wars. Like mm-hmm. they felt like star Wars, like four, five and six, but elevated. Yeah. And I think without that kind of supervision, you might've lost some of that because yeah. it might've tried to be creative or it might've tried to like, um, I don't I want to use the word pander, but not necessarily like pander kind of to the style of movies right now. Mm-hmm. So like it's been really interesting as we do this podcast. We always people almost always come on with things that they were exposed to as like either like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's mm-hmm. like kind yeah. of where everyone's sweet spot is. Yeah. And it's interesting as we have people come in from all different ages and stuff. Um, we're seeing these different themes and these different things represented based on the year they came out. Like I think Entourage and OC was super like that has a very specific like early two thousands feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, as we go through decades. Like there's genre, like there's these like um, very specific things to each kind of like clump of years or um, decade, mm-hmm. and like a feeler, I think a vibe. because Star Wars is now like a behemoth, like it's over thirty years old. Yeah. Um, forty. You, forty. Yeah, you mm-hmm. need to have someone in the background who is kind of you know who has their like eyes on the whole thing and can kind of reel it in so it fe- still feels cohesive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a great story. And such a simple and such a classic story that it's, I say, like, don't fuck with it. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck with it. Keep it simple. And I just, yeah, keep it simple because it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to go into this idea of this, like, artistic, crazy whirlwind of, like, this whole new spin on something, Mm -hmm. for sure. I think it kind of stands on its own. And that's why it's so good and why it's lasted so long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you you did ask me earlier how I felt about the future, you know, so I feel good about it. I feel good that in the fact that um, obviously a major studio has the property now in Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, Disney will say what you want about them, but they've always been consistent. I've I've always been kind of like a kid of Disney. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I I still have the desire to go to Disneyland. Um, But they've got an annual pass if you guys ever want to go. I would would want to so bad. I've I've done Universal now, Disneyland, especially (laughs) when Star Wars World opens. Oh, they're, you oh, know they're I building. On, I went on uh, Space Space Mountain when it was uh, Star Wars Mountain or Star, How? Wa- Star mm-hmm. Wars. I don't know. Was... I think it's a uh, Star Rate <sighs> Star Star something. It was Star Wars Star Tours. Star, Star Tours. No, no, no. Oh. Star Tours is its own. It is its own thing, and that's <laughs> yeah. also a wonderful ride. It's fun. Good. Space Mountain for like the last few months was like or was like Star it was like yeah, Star it was Wars like a Star now. Wars yeah, because it's it was really good. Summer of Heroes out there right now. So yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of and the new Galaxy Gardens of the Galaxy ride just opened up in the mm-hmm. old Tower of Terror. Yeah. Which is fun. Um yeah, it's just like they have good properties. They have good stories, they have good characters. Uh so Disney has control of that now. But under you know, then it's Lucasfilm under that, mm-hmm. uh with Kathleen Kennedy as the president of, and overseer of all of that. And she was she worked with George for a long, long time. She helped with the prequels. Uh, she was a big fan of, uh, and I think actually did end up working on a few of the last uh, films of the originals too. Um, and so, like, she knows Star Wars really well. Uh, I don't think they're gonna not give us what we want. I think yeah. like they're, and that's the thing. 
that I've heard about, like with the Han Solo film, was that the tone wasn't really Star Wars-y and they wanted to bring that back. And so sometimes there are directors that just don't, they may be great directors, but they don't get the tone and the feel of it mm-hmm. and they need someone to be like, but this is, this is really it. They don't you have know? that thing. They don't yeah. have that, yeah. that spark. You know? Yeah. And it's the vibe. It's tough. Filmmaking is tough. I wish we had talked about Kathleen Kennedy earlier because I have read a lot about her mm-hmm. and um, she seems to be like the, like, like really one of the, the strong people of like Lucas films and who's really kind of pushing this and, is, and has helped make it what it is today. Yeah. So I wish we had talked a little bit more about her. Yeah. Well. She's done a lot. Uh, she's kind of the unsung hero of Lucas films at this point um, for all the things that she's done and where she's brought it. I and mean, she got JJ. Uh, JJ wasn't going to do it. Oh, wow. She, she, she's, what was it she said to him? She said something. She was like, but who is Luke Skywalker? That's what she said to him. That and that's what made him come back to doing oh. it. He was like, "No, I can't do it. It's too big. It's too big." And she was just like, "Who is Luke Skywalker?" Ooh. Which is great because we don't know. We yeah. still don't know. And we uh, have been led into now the Last Jedi, thinking he's gonna be turn. He's gonna be different. He's not gonna be the Luke that we remember. Yeah. Which is interesting because of the concept of the Gray Jedi. There's this area that exists in between the light and the dark. It's just the gray, which is just there's no light, there's no dark. We just everything is, you know. And it's a very She's much different. Yeah, it's a very much That's different so cool. standpoint on the whole Jedi way. And maybe this is why, you know, Luke has been led. We don't know. Maybe he's been led to finally learn what the great Jedi know and will destroy the Jedi, like the Jedi, because the Jedi uh, Council, you know, like they had some, not some, they didn't do all that. Like they tried to do good, but they didn't always do good. So Mm -hmm. he's just like, who makes us the people that oversees? Who watches the Watchers? kind of thing you know yeah. and it's like we don't maybe we don't need that maybe we just need people to constantly be fighting the baddies out there but not in a way that the jedi fought before i don't know it's it, it could go anywhere and i hope that I, th- I have faith in ryan johnson i think ryan johnson was probably the best choice in terms of a follow-up for a director because his imagination is incredible and his writing is incredible uh have you either of you seen brick no oh so good yeah it's I- intense and it is very good. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, very good. Oh, I um, do like him. Yeah. I um, do like him. And Looper's really good, too. But, like, Brick was Ryan Oh, Johnson's, I saw Looper. Yeah, Brick was his his uh, debut film, and it was incredible. Uh, it's almost like you don't even know what you're watching when you're watching it. It's oh, cool. that good. Because the language isn't, it's not It's not spoken in uh, in the way you would speak to someone. It's so, It's all coded language through high school kids. It's really cool. It's very cool. Yeah, I know nothing about that movie. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, Cool. And so, yeah, Ryan Johnson, I think, is going to do great. He's also writing the ninth one. Um, He's not directing it, but he is writing it. Um, it. And with the passing of Carrie Fisher, I think it's important to sort of like really take a look at what that means for the franchise. Yeah. Do you think they're going to do like a lot of CGI with her or? They said they won't. They, they've oh, said they okay. will not do any more CGI to her, although she has given them permission as her like part of her, um, uh, what's it, estate. She has given permission to them if they want to use her in other facets, sort of like how they did with Rogue One. Yeah. But they don't want to because they don't want people to be upset by it. Yeah. Um, but she was supposed to be the. She was it was supposed to be her film. Number nine was supposed to this is supposed to be Luke's yeah. film. Number eight was and nine was supposed to be her film. And now that's going to change. But also it's like, do you recast? Is is it the character? Because the character's not dead, presumably. We yeah. we don't think that she dies in episode eight. So it's like, how do you recast such an iconic character? Do you write them out? Do you what do you do? 
Yeah. yeah. What do you do? It's got to be the hardest, the most difficult decision they've had to make. Yeah. In terms of like something this big in, in, in yeah, the whole franchise. Yeah, you got to do it right. You um, got to do it yeah. right. I hate to do this, but we do have to wrap. I know. Aww. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, that was really. Forever. That was fun. That was very That went by super quick. I'm glad we did not do banter. Did you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug? Now that you're living um, in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm doing more things. Um, I, I do. I will have a podcast coming out um, with Corey Willis pretty soon. Oh, you're um, Corey's yay! podcast partner. Yes, I didn't know yes. that. We, did you? Did, he was on this. Yes. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He's no, the best. He's, he's amazing, the best. and we're doing a character podcast, a specific number of episodes. It's super silly and fun, and that'll probably be out in about a month or so. Oh, um, awesome. But yeah, like uh, just I write a lot of jokes on Twitter. So at uh, Zprov is my Twitter handle, and. Um, and I have some indie shows around LA, um, but like you know, it's uh, it's hot and in in you know keep yourself cool and do fun things because it's <laughs> stay hydrated, a yeah, glass of hydrated. water a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just like cool. enjoy that's life. That's and what I like to plug: summer yeah. safety. Yeah. Just, summer safety. Just stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. It was no a pleasure. Problem. It was awesome. Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.